Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Welcome to our Christmas special. I'm here with Missy MS. Hi, Missy. Hi, thanks for inviting me. No, I wanted to, and uh, we actually took a little fall break. Uh, there was a break in our program, but uh, Missy and I, we phoned uh, just recently and we have done a number of um, podcast uh, storytelling about Otterter County history, um, local stories, how the county names were brought up. Uh, we spoke about... Um, Not Thanksgiving. Um, Halloween. Halloween. Right. Um, Some spooky stories. Spooky stories in the past. And, well, you know, um, I know that many people don't say Merry Christmas anymore, but you and I do. I do, yes. I do all the time. So too. everybody Merry Christmas. Everybody Merry Christmas because we already passed Advent 1st. And when that airs, we're past Advent 2nd. And Christmas definitely is coming. <laughs> no doubt. Right. And today where we record this, it's actually... Um, Uh, St. Nicholas Day. Right. And in Germany, children put their little boot in front of their door. And uh, the next morning, it's filled with candies and a little gift, possibly. Uh, it's St. Nicholas Day. And I always think it's like actually what Santa is here in our culture right. or other cultures. And uh, in Germany, Santa actually is St. Nicholas and uh, comes on December 6th. Uh, and for Christmas, we have the Christ child right. that comes um, and uh, many, many, many different traditions, I would say, uh, besides the fact that we have Christmas markets. Uh, right. So we are leading into the season the whole month of December. Um, a little different uh, Christmas markets. We have Advent wreaths uh, where Advent first you light one candle, Advent second, the second. And the right. saying this is, is the first week of Advent right now, right? Exactly, that we are completing. And... Um, Uh, uh, we say, um, ein Lichtlein brennt, erst eins, dann zwei, dann drei, dann vier, dann steht das Christkind vor der Tür. It means like, uh, uh, first one, and two, then three, then four burns, and then the Christ child is in front of the door. I, ah. It doesn't rhyme in English now, I cannot replicate <laughs> it, sorry. But uh, um, I remember in high school, we had a huge Christmas wreath in the hallway, and um, the janitor uh, lit it up every morning. If either one it was a real candle mm -hmm. and uh, it was hanging pff, I don't know 10 feet high right um, so a little different um, and uh, I do get homesick most during Christmas right and this is true of the pioneers in Otter Till County too I would say that um, in many of the stories that I've found and collected over the years that is also true that they um, would try to replicate Christmas as best as they could of what they remembered from their home country, whether it was Sweden or Germany or England. Um, and then on Christmas night, um, that those they would often say their memories would go back to their family that was still there. Um, and um, 
the memories that they had of, of celebrating Christmas. And I, too, am looking forward to pictures today. I have two nephews that live in Berlin, and so I'll nice. be looking for pictures now. My, my um, sister-in-law will send me pictures of what did St. Nicholas bring to my two nephews. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so last year I took a twin. Yes, you did. With, you right? did. <laughs> and then he had such a big year, Kepler. Um, oh, yeah. Right? right? So that's what they, I sent them the uh, Kepler t-shirts since he's the twins player that's from Germany, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah fascinating. Yeah. So uh, uh, briefly, um, you uh, work with uh, the Autotech Museum. Right. Historical Society. I'm the education coordinator. And so I do a lot of programming, uh, doing outreach. So I would consider a podcast uh, doing outreach. Absolutely. But I go to schools and I go to nursing homes and I do programs for churches and service groups. And I that's my favorite part of my job. It's not sitting in the office necessarily. It's getting out and meeting people, doing things. And you do... Um, you gather history and uh, you research history and right. then you give programs about mm, what we have our traditions here traditions. our history our culture and i have a program maybe we can do it another time about fruitcake and yeah. stolen and so stolen, that yeah. i recently did that at the museum but i did um i have collected over the years a lot of stories of how people have celebrated Christmas in Ottertill County, whether it was the those first Christmases back in the 1860s when the first homesteaders came, or whether it was Christmas at the Fergus Falls State Hospital in the 1960s. So I have a wide range. Just to refresh, uh, we celebrated 150th? Right. Just this year? Right, the past year. Nine, uh, 2018 was oh, the yeah, 150th yeah. anniversary of the organization of Ottertill County. Of so course, have people have lived here. We know that there were fur traders who were often... Well, don't um, forget the natives. So we right, were yes, yes. Well, <laughs> the fur traders often were... Um, they were uh, Métis or mixed people. So oh, yeah. they were maybe Scottish, Irish, French, and Native American. Right. For, for and so they were celebrating... Christmas too. That was a big. They were often Catholic as well, and there were Catholic priests here ministering to them in Canada. Before it was Ottawa County, correct. But with Minnesota's incorporation or, or founding, and then our county here was founded uh, 151 years ago. Right. And we have a lot of um, historic records of who came. For example, we just we know New York Mills is extremely Finnish. Right. Uh, then I think the first um, Clitheroe. Right, was correct. A, and I have a story from Clitheroe. Yeah. So fantastic segue. <laughs> uh, this the, and they that group of people at Clitheroe were fantastic about writing down their stories, keeping those memories alive. Right. And we have a book called the Old Clitheroe Storybook that tells a lot of those early memories. What was the first school like? What was the who what who were the first people? Um, there and what was it like living here but they did uh, this is a story that was kept by Alta Kimber and she really was a matriarch in her community there and this is what she said um, about the first um, Christmas in Ottertail County um, pioneer tales often speak of no Christmas celebration in the first colony but that with later with the arrival of more settlers then so first you've got people that are just trying to survive right we're not going to celebrate we're just trying to get through uh -huh. and then they brought um, family traditions and customs that led to special festivities homemade rolling pins homemade potato mashers whittled from popple stove wood with a jackknife 
a toy rocking chair with wish made with wishbones of a duck or goose as rockers and quills of wing feathers for the framework were highly prized so all homemade gifts small cards framed by perfect wheat straws salvaged from the straw pile knit wool wristlets inner corn husk shirred onto cardboard framework to make small baskets and wall pockets were also among the gifts when people had more ingenuity than they had money and miss kimber recalled one christmas when she and her sister wished and hoped and waited for toboggan caps which i think we would say is a stocking cap with a pom-pom on the end uh-huh. and um, she, a young wife in their community had received one from her husband and the kimber girls wanted nothing else for christmas so christmas morning they hurried down to the they didn't even have a pine tree for a christmas tree there weren't that many pine trees down by in the clitheral area so they oh. had a hazel bush as their christmas tree and they wanted to see, okay so that was their christmas tree they saw two soft wool objects hanging from the tree the caps no it was not there were no caps there it was just two skeins of yarn to be used by their mother for knitting and it was a disappointment until a colored picture book under the tree turned out to be the story of simple simon and their father read and reread it all until all the family knew it by heart so that was it one book for the entire all the children in a family and then the mother gets two skeins of yarn so that she can do some work Work. so the one time at night right where she's can sit down in a chair that's she can't just sit in a chair you have to be doing something productive like knitting i suppose yeah i don't even know where the tradition comes from that we have to gift each other and like all this the tradition comes from the three kings bringing gifts Ah, to the christ child so that's where we get that idea of giving gifts at christmas time but this is this idea that they're handmade i like that yes it's uh, it's i don't have time now Right now we're we are so busy you we use Amazon.com. You don't you have, even. Ha- you have a whole year to prepare <laughs> of your loved ones and. Right, and, and many people did homemade toys for their children, uh, maybe a doll, um, and I have stories like that too about families, from a family from Sweden, that um, the mom would wait till the her children, the two daughters, went to sleep, and then she would stay up and. You, um, do make handmade dolls, rag dolls by hand, by the light of the fire. And I'm sure she was tired, but she wanted to have those dolls for her children on Christmas. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I know one of them too, those same two girls one year, they didn't get dolls, they got mittens. And I think, what would a child say today if you, they got a pair of mittens for Christmas? Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, it's it's sad. I, it I still, I always got a little clothing. I always got some. Right. Either socks or... My father-in-law, too, um, grew up. They did not have a lot of money, and that's one thing that they expected at Christmas time. They were going to get underwear and socks. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't right? think it's uncommon. <laughs> no, I don't either. think so. I, I think, think my son still gets uh, something from my parents, a clothing, something. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's tr- become tradition now. Yeah. So I'm I don't I don't know that they'll listen to this before Christmas, but I have bought socks for everyone in my family, yeah. and I have it all in the same bag. So that and I've written wrote ri- I have written from Santa, so that they think I don't know poor Santa he gets the 
<laughs> give yeah. them their socks for Christmas. But um, they have. There are a lot of places around Ottertail County where you can find socks that have different messages and things on. So here in Perham, right? Exactly. I'm right across the street. I think I bought some of my socks when giving out. <laughs> but even what? during the Depression, you know, when people did not have a lot of money too. It's not that there wasn't a store to go to. It's that you didn't have any money to spend at the right. store when you got there. You, again, survival mode. And that was not important. That you had a roof over your head that at Christmas time, that you were warm, and that you had something to eat was more important than spending money. I also know, um, well, uh, uh, we celebrate Christmas in Germany on uh, Holy Night, so on December 24th. Mm-hmm. That's when we gather, and that's when we have actually, it depends, you have a light dinner. But So what is the tradition here? We just had glitterol, and was that actually, it was Holy Night, or was it Was it on the 24th that they exchanged? Well, it looks what, like what that they, she says on Christmas morning, so they oh, got okay. up and went to, um, got to up, but not everybody does it that way. Okay. I, th- I think a lot of people open. We do it in my family too, but maybe that's because my husband's father it has a comes from a German background that we do open our gifts on the twenty fourth. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, After that's mass, and then right. we have, like you say, a light dinner. I usually make hors d'oeuvres or soup. Yeah. And then we open our gifts, and yeah, then okay. the next day is a big dinner. Yeah. Turkey. Yeah, like we that. have goose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where are we going from Clitheroe? Well, I, let's see. Where should we go? Um, <laughs> the neighbors of the people from Clitheroe were Swedes and they um, kept they kept memories too they there's a book written called ever the land and um, they talk about what they served um, for their family that they did not they went fishing and got um, pike out of uh, did ice fishing got pike to replace lutefisk Mm-hmm. And they had berries that would replace lingonberries that they had growing up. And that instead of um, having Swedish rice, that's I guess typical at mm-hmm. um, that Christmas time, she made a custard, egg custard, and then had um, sugar on top and burnt it like we would say creme brulee. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. was what she was serving. And how they sang songs, and um, then everybody was crying because they missed their family back home yeah but they had also made homemade decorations taken construction paper that they had bought in clitheral and made their own paste out of flour and water and then um, the paper rings that people sometimes put around to decorate their trees with um, Mm -hmm. paper chains they Mm -hmm, made those mm -hmm. too oh yeah 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 and popcorn, cranberries do. Cranberries are native to Ottertail County. The low bush cranberries that grow around, especially by Clitheroe there. And it was Native American women that taught the pioneer women coming here how to, to pick them. We have at the Historical Society, it's a really beautiful wood, well, it's beautiful to me. It's a wooden um, tool for picking cranberries. It looks like a mm. scooper that you might have in a barrel and, but it has teeth on it for picking the cranberries. Interesting. Yeah. So um, it it is somewhat decorative, yes. uh, but uh, and then it's it's usually a, a special dinner, right? Uh, self-made gifts, right? So we have uh, Swedish influence, we have German influence, we have Finnish influence. Um, are they? I mean, obviously they are Christian because we're celebrating mm-hmm. Christ, uh, Jesus' right. birth, and. Um, uh, is there any, say, Catholic or uh, Lutheran? Does that matter? Or 
Well, I have to say in those early years, those um, the people at Clitheroe were Mormon. They had their own church and worshipped in it. The second church that was built in Ottertill County was a Catholic church built at Rush Lake by German Catholics who had come from um, Germany to Ohio and then Ohio to Minnesota. And so Catholic tradition definitely in the um, eastern part of Ottertill County too. Um, but for those first first pioneers coming here, the homesteaders, there were not really many priests, pastors here. And so um, you were often in those early years celebrating Christmas at your own home okay. with maybe some neighbors would come over or maybe family that might be close by would come and visit you, but not. And so this is a tradition that's Norwegian. It's called Julebakken. And have you ever heard of that before? No. And I have heard um, people of a certain age talk about it, a lot, hmm. people that are quite a bit older. And um, then Vicki Anderson, who's our research associate at the museum, at the Historical Society, she brought me this article from 1994 that... Um, people in Ottertill County were trying to revive this idea of Yulebakken. <laughs> and um, this is what the article said. It's a practice that seems to have died out in the 1930s, um, but those that remember how much fun it used to be are determined to bring it back. It's Yulebakken or Yulebooking. And um, it's said with a definite Norwegian twang, and they said this article says that in England that it's called Christmas fooling. I've never heard of it, and that is not part of my tradition. But anyway, um, what happens is people would get into their, they would get into costumes, and sometimes scary. Men often would wear women's clothing, and women would wear men's clothing. They would wear masks, so it almost sounds like Halloween, right? And then they would get in um, to their carriage, or I mean, into their sleigh, and ride to a neighbor's house. And they would go door to door, make lots of noise, knocking on the windows, and eventually being let into the house. Now today, see, this would just not work. If you saw people dressed up in a scary mask trying to get in, knocking on your window and trying to get in, I'm not sure it would work. But um, <laughs> then they would stay up all night drinking, and um, they would might push the furniture away so that they could dance. Probably someone there was able to play music. And... Um, they would go from door to door to door, and it would go almost for a week, that letdown time at Christmas. I suppose you had to have somebody that would take care of your animals, or you would go home to take care of the animals, but you went from door to door. Yeah, that, but that, that is something I think uh, they also have in, um, I forgot what it's called, it's that scary person in, in... Krampus. Krampus, yeah, Krampus in Austria. Yes. We don't have that in Germany. I, I really am not familiar, but this, is, this has nothing really, there's a different... Is it, um, 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 what is that? Is it like okay, because we are going to have, um, we have a Krampus now that comes to the historical society. Uh, and um, that tradition is, goes along with St. Nicholas. But I think you're right. Austria and also parts of France, maybe Alsace-Lorraine there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, the Krampus is not bringing gifts to good children he is going to punish naughty children or naughty even young adults. Well, we have uh, Knecht Ruprecht, so that goes with St. Nicholas. So, okay, it's um, the Knecht same. Ruprecht uh, uh, sounds like Krampus a little bit. Yeah. So Knecht Ruprecht brings you coal or like a... Switch. Switch. Yes, um, this is the Krampus. Yes, Krampus, so we, okay, yeah. Okay. That's today. 
Yeah, it's and, and it's, uh, it has nothing to do with the birth of Jesus Christ. No, nothing. So it's just. Um, I and this doesn't sound like it does either. No. It sounds like a time. I think a lot of our traditions for Christmas or December uh, have to do with getting ready for the darkness of winter. Right. This is the light time. This is our time to um, eat things that have a lot of butter and sugar and flour in them, because that's is going to be less available in January and February, especially in Minnesota. Right. Um, it's going to be less you're not going to have as much cream and so you need to build up a little fat you need to have some joy in your life before where when it gets really dark sure especially that too in finland and other places where the sun is you know we have less sunshine and one thing um i remember is uh, and that's what happens around christmas too it's the time where you reflect and you remember what happened this year and uh and And you just said children and young adults and Krampus or Knecht Hubrecht brings coal or whatnot. And it's actually a moment where everything comes more peaceful and, and quiet. And then we are able to think about. And then we also remember we have this tradition like making this New Year resolutions. Mm. So this whole period where we think and believe or believe more and believe less or whatever we are doing is to reflect and say, hey, was I a good person? What did I do? Was it a good year? What should we change? So and and, and it's encouraged in the Catholic tradition too, right? Before Christmas, you're encouraged to go to reconciliation, to go to confession, Reconcile. right? And to do a um, you know reflect on okay, what do I need to apologize Sh for, yes. and or who do I need to uh, make it right with before uh, Christmas? And that's too. where this whole it's a period. Mm -hmm. It's not just this Christmas one moment no mm -hmm. it's a it's a period and mm -hmm. it's a stepping and that's why those different um like the Krampuses and those dances are letting loose or making up or maybe it's a way of apologizing hey let's 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 celebrate let's forget about this but we're still friends we're good let's move forward mm -hmm. so these moments where you come over to your neighbors and you actually celebrate maybe you had a bad year maybe you had an argument over mm -hmm. fence mm -hmm. post right. <laughs> but then you bring some celebration like hey you know what let's let's make it right next year so right. reconciling so i think in our so-called fast-paced time right now uh i i have a lack of reflecting like we need to calm down Well, we, or we should maybe like take it easy, lean back and say, okay, what happened? So that's why I'm saying right. quiet times. Right. It's like uh, here, I, I don't sense that. It's even more rushed. Like, it should be the opposite. Right. We feel stressed. I do as a it's parent, terrible. especially I think I just read an article the other day how women take on a lot of these things too because um, you're expected to send a Christmas card. I don't know if many people do that anymore, but... Um, and then wrap these presents, buy these presents, uh, prepare this meal. I have had two or three bake sales. I have to make all these cookies and things like that. And there is no time for reflection. Or like we say, too, an examination of your conscience. And, yeah, it, it's an invitation to think about it. Right. Well, here's a great Christmas message um, that from 1962 that really fits in with what you were just saying. And this was written by Dr. Patterson. He was the administrator at the Fergus Falls State Hospital. So, you know, he's dealing with um, several hundred employees that have various different jobs. And he also had several hundred 
patients that had mental illness, and oftentimes for those patients, they're not going to be at home. It is a sad time of the year, right? Because and or and it that the holidays, you know, are can sometimes be sad. It's not happy. If we were reflecting, not everybody is going to reflect on a great year. This is what Dr. Patterson wrote, his Christmas message in the Weekly Pulse, which was the state hospital newsletter. The Christmas season is a time both for giving thanks and for preparing to meet the opportunities for the new year. I share the feelings of thanks to all the Minnesota citizens in this district who have helped to make this hospital a better place in the care and treatment of our fellow citizens, and I hope the new year will continue to bring progress in our work here. I want to thank you for your interest in us and to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Happy New Year's wishes um, are fairly rare here too. Why? I don't know. I, I'm used to, like the first week we can wish okay. a Happy New Year. I, I do it. I, li I like it. I don't see it to be celebrated but that goes hand in hand with coming to an, to an and like it's a happy new year it's a re I mean even what is Christmas today uh, the birth of I mean we celebrate Jesus's birth every year I mean whoever is Christian mm -hmm. and uh, but it's also always it's a new year also right. well I mean obviously he right a chance to start over mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. right well and this is interesting too this is um, by uh, Robert Hoffman who wrote too may the coming year bring a strengthening of peace among all nations a greater understanding of and respect for our fellow man and the blessings of good health and happiness to each of you what a great sentiment what more could anyone ask for yeah and that's in 1962 so not too long ago no no I should read you what they made at the state hospital for their for their meal for Christmas yeah. Day. It's amazing. So all those hundreds of people that were going to be there. Uh, so this was 11 days before Christmas. Uh, starting early on Wednesday morning, December 19th, the annual LEFSA project begins. Um, an extra crew is being organized to help with the project, and it is expected that a day and a half will be needed to make 12 large pieces. I'm be massive. I can't yeah. imagine. Um, the menu for Christmas Eve will be Ludafisk and Lefsa, a real Norwegian meal. So I guess if you were not Norwegian, you were out of luck. <laughs> Whatever Lefsa is left will be served on Christmas Day for dinner with turkey. Our bakery is preparing a large supply of Christmas cookies. They will be used for meals and Christmas parties. And they used to decorate up there too. And then after a while, they weren't allowed to decorate for Christmas anymore because it was a state-run facility. Ha, huh, that yeah. early... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what other evidence do we have? Um, actually, it it seems or it sounds that we traditionally have celebrated Christmas a little isolated or sheltered or private. Sometimes. Um, in there were some times where communities would have a Christmas celebration. And so this is from 1871 in Pelican Rapids. And they weren't even an, um, a, neither Purim, Fergus Falls, Pelican were not even organized villages yet. This okay. is before. 1871. Right. So this, from de this was written on December 7th, 1871. Um, even, s okay, let's see. Sorry. 
Sun Sunday was so cold we were afraid we should have to forego the pleasure of meeting, but Monday about noon the weather began to moderate, and through the kindness of Mr. George Parkle with his horses and sleigh, we were able to go sleigh riding, all feeling gay and happy. Um, we met at the home of Mr. Lacey, where we were all greeted by smiling faces and a Merry Christmas. The tree was then decked out with the presents, not abundant, but enough to satisfy our not very exacting little company. And I forgot to say that this was mostly for our Sunday school scholars, whom, on account of the snow and severe cold, we have not been able to meet as often this winter as we would wish. We numbered in all, great and small, 30 people. After getting the youngsters all settled, they were instructed as to why this day is called Christmas, which is always very interesting. Then was sung Mighty to Save by the scholars and others, and let me say right here, I wish you could hear our children sing sometimes. It would do you good, and you would not wonder we want to tell you of it. After singing In a Manger Laid So Lowly by Four Voices, we commenced making glad the hearts of the little ones. It would have pleased you to see the bright eyes sparkle as the eager hands stretch for their share as each name was called. After this, refreshments, nothing splendid about it, but good um, and substantial comfort if one felt in the same mood to enjoy themselves as I, for one, did. In the way of amusements came games, blind man's bluff, where all were engaged, a right merry time we had, and another, uh, just, let's see, tie a string to the stem of an apple, hang it in the middle of the room, and it is swinging and all um, patch at it. That was their... Christmas in Pelican Rapids back then. Thus the day passed until it was time to go to our homes when we parted, hoping that another Christmas would bring us all together again with our numbers largely increased. So that was Christmas. Uh, just 30 people living in that one community decide to come together at one person's house to celebrate and to have a one Christmas tree for all of the children in the area. So not every family did that. Well, the I guess, the idea of community, yeah? I mean, that's what right. church does, too. Right. I mean, we celebrate collectively in church or wherever. Right. Here, there was no church. No. But they took what they knew. Right. And they came together to celebrate. And again, explaining to the children, this is Christmas Day. This is why we have that. I mean, I've done that with my own kids to, you know, read that part of the Bible. And I've had my son, when he was little, say... Ah, I've heard that story a million times. Well, there's a reason for that. That story is important. That's why we tell it so many times, right? That's why we celebrate this every year. It's not because it was just important one time or a few times or every other year, but because it's important to know it. Yeah. And these people thought it was important too. Yeah. Our ancestors. Yeah. Well, um, I guess a majority of the people living in Ottawa County, we are celebrating Christmas. Right. Uh, because we are, I guess, a majority is uh, Christian. I, I Not everybody celebrates, though. I have did find there is a Grinch or Krampus-type person or, you know, what we would call Scrooge, right? Uh -huh. And I found him back in 1913. And his name was um, Robert Hanna. I mean, his name was um, not Robert Hanna. It was um, our Robert Angus. And mm -hmm. Robert Angus was a bachelor. And when I read it, you'll probably understand why but he lived in Fergus Falls he was a businessman 
and um, he, apparently he was the the Grinch that stole Christmas in Fergus Falls. So he um, said that they had <clears throat> something that was started in 1913 by Mrs. Rood- Woodrow Wilson, the president's wife. She was supporting this, uh-huh. and it was called the Spug Movement, S-P-U-G Movement, and that stands for the Society for the Prevention of Useless Gift Giving. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. So he wrote a letter to the editor of the Daily Journal on December 6, 1913. I must have been the prime mover in this spug campaign as I have preached this doctrine for the past five years. I am glad to see that it is becoming a national movement and I hope that it will be taken up here at home. The amount of useless worry and energy that is expended each year, more especially by the feminine portion of our families in keeping up with the Lizzie in the matter of barter of gifts at the Christmas season renders the season which ought to be one of peace and joy burdensome in the extreme to many. I trust the Spug movement will have an ever-increasing number of adherents here. Prosper the work. Remember the children in the joyful spirit of Christmas. Try to some degree to impart the Christmas joys to those who necessities render the enjoyment of the festive season hard. But frown upon the senseless barter of gifts, which impart neither joy to the giver or the recipient. R.J. Angus. 105 years ago. Right. Six. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. And he did say children should still get gifts. And if you know people in your neighborhood that don't have enough, maybe for a Christmas dinner, to help them. He didn't say that, not to give anything. It's all about like that. Yeah, no, no. It's it's moderation. It's like how how everything should be treated, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely give us gifts. And I, I, I agree. Um, it's also, it's, it's a, I don't know when it even started, our culture here that we, have Christmas tree and collect it like more and more and more gifts have to arrive underneath the tree that's yeah, a collection of of gi- I don't even know where that is from if, if that was I mean we a cannot tree? blame Amazon uh, no. that like uh, buy more and like here we have the tree already set up in the beginning of the month right. or I, I don't know and some people have more than one I I mean I don't do that what? yeah but then uh, gifts 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 and then then that, that grows it's just it's uh, uh, again like in I was we put up the Christmas tree December 24th right. and, and, and not December 1st and then gifts. I don't know when that started and I don't think it's all about gifts either. No. It may be giving but we can do differently. A good yeah. gathering, a good, good, you know, I could also give way more by reconciling and maybe apologizing to my neighbor that Put the fence post over there. Or like right, <laughs> or I just read in the paper <laughs> about two neighbors in an, in Blowers Township that are arguing over somebody's plowing, and the snow is melting into his field. That sure. kind of an argument too, right? Sure. Is there another place where you could plow that snow so that's not making your neighbor's field so wet? Yeah. Well, interestingly, actually, my neighbor here <laughs> they're clearing their driveway, and everything is on my. <laughs> Like right. a huge mound of snow, and I was like, "Oh, what? really? I have to shovel now the sidewalk with through your huge pile," and I was not happy about no, that. No, <laughs> no, 
You're not yeah. the only one, apparently, yeah, because no. uh, they called this person called the sheriff, I guess, Ottertail County. Interesting. Yeah. Just recently. It was in the paper. I just read it. This oh, week. really? Yeah. Well, maybe. And the township board said there's nothing we can do about it. So. Oh, snow is not regulated. I guess. I guess where he's putting this snow, it's not right. something <laughs> that they can have any jurisdiction over. Well, and that's actually interesting because our morals uh, should allow us to make a good judgment. And uh, if I bring all my snow in the southwest corner of my property, mm -hmm. And if it's elevated, of course. I mean, I know where it will drain. And I put it there so it won't drain towards my house. Right. So I think maybe if we are a collective society and we want to be good members of the community, we we have to treat each other as we want to be treated. I mean, we don't need Christmas to do that. But again, Christmas is a great moment to reflect on what I have done from spring through summer and fall. True. And the quiet time, I was like, well, maybe... Maybe I should change this and that a little bit for next year. True. So, yeah. Wow. So my neighbor shouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good time. It is. It's. It can even be good when you're you're ill. I mean, here's a story um, about a family that they all got the flu except for the littlest girl. So they were all sick, and um, even the mother, the father. And she said that they hadn't even been able to do any shopping except for a few things that they'd ordered from a catalog. And this was during the Depression. And so um, but the littlest girl said that um, her family couldn't keep their own their food down. The dad still had to do chores, even though he was very, very ill. They didn't have flu shots back then. And on Christmas Eve, she said father dragged himself out of bed and hastily put up the Christmas tree at the foot of the two beds in the master bedroom where all four of us now slept with three that were very ill. And he brought out the box of decorations and went back to bed. And I decorated the tree up as far as I could reach with, from standing on a chair, mostly on one side. To me, it looked great. <laughs> I can still visualize the dusty roll logs of lint gathered on the linoleum floor. I found this quite remarkable because mother had never before tolerated a speck of dirt on Christmas. When, um, let's see, mother put four boxes of Christmas gifts under the tree. There were two new work stockings for father and new slippers for her daughters and herself. And then mother, very weak and pale, tried to help me get my Christmas dinner. She cut three or four slices off of a slab of salt pork and cut up a cold boiled potato. I fried this in the pan, my first attempt at cooking, and I got milk from a jar in the pantry and ate my Christmas supper all alone. I then delivered Christmas gifts to each patient lying in bed, even though they were too in ill to enjoy it. And even so, it was Christmas Eve. I had decorated the tree. My family was with me in the house. I was quite content. I put on my new slippers and played under the tree with my old toys, my crayons, and a color book. That was written by Mindy, um, Min Mildred Gosland. Her, her nickname was Mindy, and um, uh, she wrote a book hmm. called Mindy. But I, what a great story. Yeah. That it doesn't take much, that if your family is with you and um, you have, you're warm, you have enough to eat, then pretty good. I think uh, it's a very good time of the year. It's actually my favorite time, not for the spirit, like, but really calming down, coming to... I practice that a lot, and I think it's everybody we, we 
as much as we can. Maybe we we slow down a little bit and think about this 2019 and what's ahead, right? What is it? Yeah. And then what's ahead and yeah, um, Christmas is coming. And we're gonna spend it festive, I hope. Yes. You're gonna spend it with your family? Yes, my husband's coming home today, so he'll be with us for Christmas. And my sons are coming back from college. And yes, we're gonna have a good Christmas. Very good. Yeah. Well, um, did you have any other uh, local um, or some highlight of a tradition? I mean, that we didn't know of yet? Um. I don't think so. Not this time. Not Maybe this we'll time. have to save some stories for another time. I think so. I think we're going to continue 2020, hopefully, with some historical... I uh, have lots of ideas. There's a lot coming up, you know, and um, like you said, reflecting on the year coming up. Um, next year is the anniversary, the 100th anniversary of women in getting the right to vote. Oh, yeah. And so there's a lot to um, talk about. You'll hear a lot that in the news a lot, different states and the nationally uh, people celebrating that um, momentous change in our political past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Huh. And yeah. this being an election year coming up, too, it's very important. To know what we're doing. Right. And also the census um, next year, 2020, the United States will be counting all the people that live here. And so we can talk about that as well. The yeah. Census history, uh, census history in Ottertail County or yeah. this area. Yeah. Very interesting topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have a good program coming up, and uh, we are keeping those recordings. Well, I would say uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who is listening. Yes, and Happy New Year too. And Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you, Missy. Thank you for coming out again, and uh, talk to you next time. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh -huh.